Cole Newman is an action painter based in Dallas, Texas. His artwork is inspired by the use of gravity, physics, and unique patterns of paint on a canvas to create a one-of-a-kind expression. He's drawn influence from the likes of Jack Pollock and aims to challenge the idea that art is only for the few. His work has been featured on NBC's Texas Today, Art Insider, BuzzFeed, and Ford Panda. And he recently held a successful private event entitled Triptych. Through his artwork, Cole seeks to inspire and provoke the same epiphany that he experienced seeing Jack Pollock's cathedral and to demonstrate the beauty of self-expression. Thank you for joining in. I'm Ethan Freeman, your host. Let's get started. I got a, yeah, I'm in Dallas. Um, I went to school at UT Dallas um, okay. and I just graduated in December. And so I'm like, finally free to move if i want to <laughs> oh nice congrats uh are you from you're not from dallas originally um so born in kentucky but raised in austin so okay pretty That's much cool. texan yeah what when did you move to austin it was like maybe i was four so okay. uh, nice. i was there for like 17 years or something i don't yeah. know the math but what about you that's funny. Uh, I'm I'm just from Houston. I went to UT Austin though, so it's funny that like in Austin, you got to kind of like preface. You know, I've been no, I've been here for 18. Like nowhere else really is here. Like you're like yeah, I grew up there, but in Austin, you got to like really define how long you've been there because that's just the culture. But yeah, I went yeah. to UT uh, UT Austin, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty. I mean, just kudos to you for graduating and having a business to do something with. That was like that was that killed me the first two years after school, just realizing like, dang, I really probably should have gotten a better GPA because I don't I didn't have anything going for me. So that's that's awesome that you just graduated. Congrats. Appreciate it. Yeah, I took a break for a while and I just I came back. I was like, I have a semester left. Let's just finish whatever. Nice. Um, yeah. So how old are you? But uh, I'm 25. OK, yeah, well, that's still I mean, that's that's great. What was your degree in? Um, it's a mouthful. It's interdisciplinary studies with a focus in chemistry and business issues. So I nice. basically went to my uh, I was a chemistry major. Then I was a business major. And then I went to my advisor and said, how can I graduate the fastest? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, I mean, you're kind of doing it with uh, you have a lot of chemistry and, and paint. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely I wish I had more like engineering background because there's so much stuff I want to do there. But um I like to kind of make it up as I go. Like, in the, I don't know if you can hear, but in the background, I got a 3D printer going on, ne like right next to me. <laughs> oh, no, I can't. That's pretty sick. What are you trying to 3D print? Um, I make my own contraptions to paint with. So I've got okay. all the, um, like, they make swirlies and they make dripping things and whatever. And so I got um, a printer to just build those and I sell them online and people can download them for free. So um, it's pretty fun. And you can make cool stuff like this. It's like a little coaster, but it's also wiggly. What? That's sick. Yeah, I have a one buddy who makes uh, some three D printed stuff, and I gotta get in it because it just looks like yeah, it's a fun way to create, and you don't have to actually just find like templates. And I mean, I don't know beyond that, but uh, different type of materials that you can build. He builds a lot of chess sets, and pretty cool. Yeah, it's so fulfilling, man, to to make something in your head, put it on the computer, and then click go, and in three hours, it's in your hands. Yeah, like uh, it's, it's I definitely, sure. yeah, printing the little knickknacks is is fun, but I kind of got bored pretty quick. But then I was like, wait a minute, I can just download a free program and make whatever I want. Um, so that was the cool part. But definitely, I highly recommend. It's pretty spectacular. So are cheap. you trying to are you trying to make more tools to sell or what? Start your own whole entire niche of uh, art. It's not for making money. Uh, it's more of a passion project. So that part of it. It's um, I don't normally have it up on my website for sale. If somebody asks for it, I'll put it up just for their one order most of the time. Um, but I have it all for free download. I don't I, my whole goal is to inspire. Um, I don't really care about making a million dollars. It's just about like saving myself and getting people uh, to want to create. And mm -hmm. so why gatekeep some like file that I just have on my computer? right I mean, out there someone else i've had a couple of people print one of my contraptions and it's been really cool to see that um that is that's my cool. yeah 
so I guess, like you said, you have a little bit of an engineering background, chemistry is kind of left brain. And that's what I figured reading your bio about gravity. So I was just curious how you kind of got started as an artist overall and then kind of gravitated, no pun intended, towards uh, the style that you're kind of getting famous for. Yeah. So um, back in 20, maybe 2019, I had a, um, I was painting with a friend and we had some extra paint left over and I had seen a, a somebody do a pendulum painting online. And I was like, I can do that. And so I was like, hear me out. I, I like took some super cheap paint, mix it with water. And I took a, I didn't have string. So I, I took an apron that I had um, and I cut the string off the apron and tied it to a broomstick with duct tape on a cup and, and did my pendulum painting. Um, and then was like, okay, that was cool. Moved on with my life. Um, uh-huh. and yeah, so it was ridiculous. And then my mom saw that and was like, Hey, I want a big one of those right when COVID started. And I was like, sure. Why not? Um, so I basically found some old house paint that she had and just made her a painting and she secretly recorded it. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. And then forgot about it. Um, and then a friend of mine said, dude, you should post this. I did. It went crazy viral and it got like 26 million views. And I was like, I should probably keep doing this. Um, I got 275,000 followers in 24 hours. Dang. Um, All on Twitter, on uh, TikTok, I'm supposing. On, yeah. TikTok and then Instagram blew up after that. Um, yeah. but yeah, it just came out of nowhere. And so I went from zero to a hundred. Um, that's so awesome man yeah it was crazy like the the fact that that happened and my whole thing was for going into like the business art stuff is back in 2015 i remember there was that fad where like yeti water bottles everybody had one they were like 70 dollars. you know what i'm talking about like those silver tumblers oh yeah um so they uh i i got one of those as my graduation gift from high school and i was like okay I, there's everyone has this i want to make mine different so i found these videos there's two types there's one that's um people put nail polish on top of water and they'll dip their finger in it and it'll make a like marbled pattern on their finger or their nail and then the other one is like country people they take deer skulls and they dip them in spray paint uh, that's on top of water and i was like i can do that to a water bottle and i'm sure somebody else has done it before me but um I did that. My friends liked it. And so I kept scaling it up um, and was like, I don't really want to do this full time after college. But it was like, I know there's something coming for me. I don't know what it is. But when I right. hit that, I, I want to have the confidence to to know I can just run with it. That's cool. Um, yeah, kind of like a playground uh, or like kind of just like a little taste, like a little test run as to like doing the yeah. business side of it. Get some time to think it. For sure. And even to the point where it was called Cole's Cups. So that was the start of Cole's Color. Um, Okay. So exactly. It's kind of crazy how it all worked out. But um, yeah. And I mean, like with that Cole's Cups, it wasn't just 10 cups. I was doing B2B sales all through my own hands. It did 10,000 water bottles. So it wasn't just like, oh, that was cute. (laughs) That's insane. And so like, I mean, were you taking payments through Stripe or how are you handling like all the payments coming in so small orders you know yeah yeah i had no idea what i was doing i think it was mostly venmo or paypal um and then for big orders i would invoice and they would do wire transfer so um i i think my dad did my taxes back then uh i didn't know how to do them um right now i just like send them to whoever and they just type buttons in and i just pay whatever i have to pay um (laughs) yeah hopefully um but yeah so that's how that started and the transaction part is vague but i mean like i i would skip my spring break and stuff every year to go make water bottles <laughs> that's i mean there's just so much respect in that because looking back i mean you can i mean that's just that's some something that's so unique that not a lot of people have the opportunity to do i feel like if most people did they would they would spend their time doing that it's like it's like you said earlier there's something about um being able to create something, even if it's, I mean, that's a part of the creation process, just knowing that you have work to be done. It's like something triggers inside of us because it's, yeah, it's so satisfying to see the end result yeah. come around. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's, it is for me too. And it's, it's difficult on a day to day basis to look back and be like, man, come a long way. Um, 
but I, I appreciate the words of affirmation there because it's it's definitely a, I'm proud, but also I'm like I'm not done yet, so I'm excited right, of course. to see. What I hope not. Yeah, um, but and also I'm very okay with if this this like where I'm going just poof disappears one day. Like I've got other plans, I've got other things in the works that it's like th- I think th- this is here to stay. But if it isn't, then it's all good. Like I I never want to put all my eggs in one basket. So are you talking about art um, in general or just like doing like this? Just this career or? for me. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's. For me, it's like I've always been very entrepreneurial. And so right. I've like I own equity in a um newsletter company. Uh it's mm-hmm. called the Donut, the Dose of News Useful Today. So I do some social media um stuff for them and uh, other like collaborate brand collaboration stuff. Um and so just uh, my friends started it and I was like, yeah, I want to help. <laughs> yeah, um and so yeah, but the the big thing right now is the art. I've I've just I've always wanted to create and I've always wanted to inspire and to help others. And I think that creating techniques like this and even just showing the whole process, which a lot of artists they they safeguard everything. Like I have one guy, he used to be my mentor. You guys uh, we don't really talk anymore. It was helpful at the beginning. Um and right, I right. I'd love to dive into to the stuff that I learned from him and also what I've learned and kind of help other artists because I think I've gotten past the imposter syndromes phase. Um that is really tough for a lot of artists. But um where's I going with that? Oh, he had all these techniques that he was like, Oh, I'll never share anything. It's like it was just like a palette knife that you like uh, flipped right, at the yeah. canvas. And I'm like, dude, like, just think to yourself, like, I'm, I'll teach you how to do it, but I'm going to do it better than you. Like all right. of the successful people I know, like I have a real estate agent who's a really good friend of mine now as a client. Um, her name's Brandy. And anyone who asks about real estate, she'll lay out everything she knows. I mean, this, this woman's probably done a hundred million dollars in real estate. She'll tell anybody, but it's just, if they do it, fantastic. If they don't do it, then okay. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I grew up in church, and uh, so one of the sermons that just kind of stuck with me that you just remember, you know, um, no matter what you believe later on, just like a parable of life, is that, you know, you want your, there's some story about like some uh, like old prophet person uh, who basically had like a, a, it was like a trainee, like a trainee prophet, I guess. And bottom line, the goal is that the, he, this guy would do twice as many miracles. And it was a good story just overall. Just like, yeah, you want whoever's under your wing to do twice as well as you. Like you want them to just be able to double you in everything, no matter what it is. So you teach them yep. twice as quickly and help them get on board so then they can do even further and more incredible stuff. Um, and and honestly, like, yeah, I mean, you're not too much younger than me, but right whenever I graduate, or I guess the graduated college part, right whenever I finished that, yeah, I kind of learned that lesson. It took a few years with just multiple groups of people, just realizing that definitely the mentors don't always have your best interests in mind. Sometimes they're just kind of, they just like to hear themselves talk. And so they'd be like a mentor for anybody or they're a team lead within your company or, you know, whatever for people who work uh, at normal jobs. And uh, yeah, it's the same thing. Like they withhold information just so that you're not on the same level. It's yeah, it's ridiculous, but um, it's a good, it's a good experience to go through. Even if it's frustrating, you kind of reprioritize who you are and can sniff it out later on down the road faster, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. And I think that it's, you definitely need to go through stuff like that. And um, so you're spot on about the, especially about the hearing them, uh, hearing themselves talk. But I mean, like he's a good guy and he's helped me through a lot. So I, got no animosity just a little frustration so right but i I think that it's good experiences to have because i think that you can learn something from every single person so yeah absolutely yeah i still learn stuff from them too for sure Uh, so what 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 about like moving forward are you looking for any more type of mentors for this career choice or just like do you just pursue entrepreneurial people overall or kind of how's that how are you how are you going to grow in that regard so as far as like goal setting and meeting new people, what I like to do is just I find a direction that's doing well or that I like, and I just keep pursuing it. And whatever comes out of it, I, I just run with it, basically. So what I mean by that is like if I'm posting a video and a, some guy comments uh, that I think is an interesting creator 
then I'll follow them back and we'll start talking and we'll do a collab. Like tomorrow I'm headed to New York to meet with some friends that I've one, a couple of them I met once and then a couple I've never met and we're going to do some collabs. Um, and it's just through social media. Um, yeah, social media so is pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful. I mean, that's what brought us together too. Um, and so it's been, it's really cool how, I mean, you can connect with anybody and same thing with like opportunities that, that come through painting. It's like, I'm just going to keep creating and having fun. And if people want paintings or performances, I'll do it for them. Um, but that's, so there's not like a, I'm looking for this type of person. It's not like I'm looking for this type of opportunity. I have visions for what I want to create, but like specific like types of painting specific types of events um but finding the right opportunities to do that like the the most recent one was since i started painting i had this idea for a get like rent out a huge warehouse and have like full catered food private event live music like the whole nine yards and do live paintings like performance Mm -hmm. and i had a woman buy a 20-foot painting actually brandy the woman i was talking about um it was 20 foot by eight foot. And she flew out from Palm Springs, California to watch me do it live. She'd already prepaid for it. I had 50 people there all in suits, fanciness. And that's that was a dream of mine come true. It was two years on the day of when I did my oh, first nice. painting. Nice. Um, that's pretty yeah. powerful. Yeah. And since I was a kid, I had always wanted to do something where I was wearing my ratty clothes. Like I love wearing t-shirts that are beat up and shorts and everyone else is in suits, either running a startup yeah. where everyone has to wear suits and I wear shorts or whatever else. But I, I did it yeah. that day. That's so. Did you uh, yeah. play soccer? You'd be the goalie. Um, yeah, I was actually, I played water polo. I was a goalie. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. The one that stands out. That's, that's pretty awesome, man. That's super awesome. How did she, she just found out about you through the, through social media? Yeah. Um, her husband was in quarantine, um, at their other house, of course. Um, and, uh, uh, he was scrolling on Instagram, saw my painting, um, was like, Hey, I like this. Uh, you should get it. And then she reached out and said, what's the biggest size you do? And I'm like, I mean, I can do whatever. She's like, how about eight by six? And she said, I have a 50 foot wall or 30 foot wall. And I was like, I'm not trying to upsell you here, but an eight foot painting is going to look terrible on a 30 foot wall. Here's what you should do. Because that's the, the only thing that, that sells art is confidence. That's Mm. it basically. And so I'm like, here are a couple options, but here's the one I like. And here's the price point for it. Um, And you give them, give her the whole range. And she was like, that's the one. Uh, and so that's how that happened because I mean, like big art looks good only on, it looks good on small walls, but it looks really good on big walls. So um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, was it, was it, it's for her, her property, not for like a, a staging or anything? Nope. It's for her house in the entryway. Um, it's this big one story house with like 40 foot ceilings. It's a really pretty house. Um, and she's got a lot of green in there. So it's like white background with green. It's on my website. It's the, like one of the first pictures there, but, or in the about page or testimonials is the first one there, but, um, yeah, I can show you later, but, um, no, yeah, I saw that the, the soft green, uh, yeah, yeah, it was sick. And I I just love how they're, they're all, uh, I mean, just about every painting I think you've ever made, you know minus prince obviously is is completely unique which is pretty cool yeah. i mean i guess everything would be unique but this uh i mean there's no no two pieces that look the same it's pretty i've been checking out all the pieces and i saw I the water bottles you're talking about and those are pretty sick I just still <laughs> sell them i'm down to buy to buy one i don't anymore i got so burnt out but i appreciate the offer yeah <laughs> you get like um, you start sweating and get a little ptsd when you see a yeti bottle now Pretty much. I mean, I got one. Got one of the originals right here. I just knocked something off my desk, but that's one of the, oh, nice. the original. It's even got the the Yeti on there. And it's funny the supplier I would get them from. They, I mean, Yeti cups are are generic. They just had the logo, and I they were the distributor of Yeti. But one of the things, and so I would go through Yeti, but then they just connected me to like the distributor basically mm-hmm. and they asked me do you want no logo arctic logo or yeti logo that's hilarious no matter what exactly yeti. yeah yeah but you it's like no logo there's no difference it's just marketing yeah right exactly it's like it's like this brand it's like starbucks you're just paying for that logo yeah 100 percent. it's all branding but people love it too they, they yeah. want to pay for it they enjoy it, it makes them feel good 
So I get to say five bucks. I'm gonna yeah. get Starbucks after this. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I had it this morning uh, at 5 a.m. when my girlfriend got me up for nursing school. <laughs> what type of nurse does she want to be? Um, so she right now it's on neonatal ICU. So it's like working okay. with premature babies. Uh-huh. Um, and so she's gonna graduate in summer with a uh, LVN, which is licensed vocational nurse. Nice. Um, so good. That'll be good. I mean, I'm cool. sure y'all will be. Are you looking to move, or are you gonna stay in Dallas, or kind of be nomadic, or what? Don't really know yet. Um, I have a very or I have a nice studio space that I really like. I've been there for two years. And so it's going to be hard to let go of that. I'm going to have to right. like really make a plunge and get a like a commercial space, which is probably going to cost about eight times as much. Right. Um, which is scary. Or the other thing I can do is I want to buy a house soon. And so build a huge shed basically, or like a barn Te- Texans, of course, we can get a barn right. and um, just make that my studio and put a lock on it. So Avery can't get in there and clean it. <laughs> That sounds like the plan. Yeah, that's what I was looking at the videos. And I was like, man, especially with how you're doing the art, it's not like you're just painting. You got to have things like set up and it just feels like it would be a massive pain to to move it. But setting it yeah. up somewhere else would be nice. Yeah. I love it. I'm hoping to move back to Austin uh, here soon. Nice, man. Um, what what would bring you back to Austin? What do you do? I'm curious. Yeah, so, so I was doing – so basically um, – the whole spiel real quick is I came up with this idea whenever I was living in Austin after I graduated, I wanted to start buying some art, but something, you know, I didn't have a good job. So I was just anything just to like decorate my wall. And I was expecting there would be some website in Austin with all the startups like in 2017 or this was, yeah, I came up with the idea in 2017 and I was like, surely there's a company online, like just for Austin where I can find like local artists and then rent one of their pieces that they're not selling. Because you go into some studios and it looks like books on a shelf, just all this art like stacked up. And um, so I thought that was a pretty simple idea. And I looked online and I couldn't find anything. And then my mind started racing and, and I just became fascinated with this idea. But at the same time, I was interviewing for uh, medical sales jobs. And so I did that for a while. But every surgery I was in, I would just think about this. Like, I mean, I really want to do this art rotation company. And then sure enough, I got like my dream job doing spine surgery consulting in Colorado Springs. And my goal at that point was, you know, get the promotion to start earning like, you know, really good money and save up enough to build this website and then kind of do it on the side. That's a true side hustle while I have this nice, good day job. We, we got a new manager like halfway through the time I was there. And I could just tell like right off the bat, this guy's going to fire everybody like a football coach or you know whatever. And so he came in and sure enough, he fired in six months, six out of eight of us. And so, uh, and then he ended up getting fired, of course. <laughs> and so, uh, so big, big bummer overall, but I saw it coming and I was like, all right, I need to like do this idea. Uh, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Don't know anything at all about art or coding, like creating a website, running a company, um, uh, pretty much just know I really like this idea. And, uh, yeah. it's been a struggle. I mean, it's been a lot of learning in the process, but it's just taking forever. Um, yeah, Mike, I also kind of vowed not to have like a real formal job at that point, at least. And so I've been fortunate enough to like create the create the website, which took forever. And I learned to code in the process and um, uh, actually just started re- really doing sales calls. So hopefully this week I hear back from two prospects. That would be my, my first um, rotation or exhibition as a service type of customer. So one customer is uh, a, cus- a uh, coffee, excuse me a software company and the woodlands. And uh, so they want to rent out some pieces and then every six months or so you come through and switch it out with something else. Um, and so the idea is ultimately for this company, the company, like the main company, Freeman Art Company, to just be, you know, basically a business to business staging company, I guess is in kind of crude terms, uh, but try to be more fun, use local art. I like oh, the idea cool. and I think other people would think it'd be cool. Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea, man, is it's not out there. I've had a couple clients do that. And then I was like, I just went to them and was like, man, you're going to keep it forever. You already told me that. Might as well just buy it. Um, but I know there are clients that can't do that. And I would not approach them unless I knew that they could do that. You know what I mean? Like, right. if I don't want to pressure somebody into a sale that they can't 
do. Um, but right. there's a lot of people that could benefit from that, especially B2B. Like, um, and if people right. don't have like a, a price tag, really, I also have noticed that it's either it's, it's mainly at least with the businesses, maybe with the individuals, it's like try before you buy or like divvied up payments. But I've noticed with some of these businesses, they like the idea of like, they don't really care about the money part. They're like, yeah, 500 bucks a month and just switch out a new painting um, or a new, a new exhibition overall, just because they want to see something new. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a thing that some of the, some of your customers would I don't know, consider. Yeah. Um, it definitely sounds interesting. Yes. I know there's, I have friends who like, I have a guy who's starting a coffee shop and um, it seems like, there's only so much energy towards like the put up the piece and put a dollar sign next to it because it doesn't seem like that sells very often. Whereas if you could rent the piece out, you could get some spectacular stuff um, right. and have it something new every time they come in, uh, unless they come in more than every six months or whatever it is. But um, right. yeah, so that's a really cool idea, man. I think that you Thanks. should, it's going to do really well. Yeah, I'm hoping we'll see. Uh, it really just comes down to getting some sales started, but I love the idea of once you get, one customer on board, it's uh, recurring for like six months. And then if the service was good, really within like that hour that you're hanging it up or however long you're there installing the pieces and you, you have a friendly face and you know, you're just a good person, then there's probably no reason for them not to renew for another six months. So I think it'd be great. Um, so that's what I, I kind of started. And, and in terms of the podcast, I thought it would be Originally, I just I was just calling artists and just like getting to know them and talking to them and trying to understand more of like uh, what type of business problems you guys face and just I don't know, I'm just curious about it. And I realized after a few calls, like oh, I should just record this and put, say that it's a podcast, and uh, and then hopefully you know as the business grows and as this grows, it can help more people uh, figure out ways to earn money or I don't know. I just feel like a lot of artists, not that I'm a pro or anything about business, but. I feel like other artists out there struggle with it overall. So I thought it'd be interesting to put together these, these conversations. No, I think that's, it's fantastic, man. Um, and I think that, I mean, like it's the same thing about like inspiring others. Like if you have an artist that doesn't want it online, it's like, that's concerning. I, I right. like, it's like, who cares? Like you're just, I, I believe in like raising the tides, like collaboration over competition because competition mm -hmm. is, cannibalizes itself in essence mm -hmm. um versus collaboration it raises it for everybody because any other like if i if you don't know anything about art and i post something about a, a piece of art that you've you're like oh shoot i kind of like art and then you go watch other people's it's a new viewer with more views or a new collector um and there's an infinite amount of people that are interested in that kind of stuff or could be so right uh, yeah, and down the road, I mean, who knows if if you just treat someone well, then they could end up doing really well, and just uh, you just caught them at the right time, and later on it comes back to help you. But I, I, I notice that you know everybody kind of at this age starts to notice that the people that are actually successful in business, by and large, are the friendliest people. Like they just they have a big smile, and they're fun, easy to get along with. They have like good fundamentals with their emotions. And uh, just easy to be around, you know, just people like that, I feel like generally are the ones that do best with everything. Even, I mean, I'm, you know, this is a really small podcast and it's pretty interesting. I'm happy that anybody responds, but it's interesting yeah. how people with a lot of followers generally are like, oh yeah, absolutely. And then it's cut people with much less followers that are like, who are you? What do you want? Um, which I found, I found pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it is interesting definitely and i, I like i'm a big talker so I, I like definitely stuff like this and um but i've found that as well like sometimes i'll, I'll ask for a collab and they'll be like yeah i, I charge for it i'm like what, what i'm like dude i let's just do something like I, I just had a guy that um it was really fun collabing with him this wasn't an example of that where uh, he reached out he had like 400 followers on tiktok um um, and I sent him a piece and he made a rug that was just like the piece and sent it back. Um, so stuff like that, I love, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't care if you have four followers or 4 million, like uh, people that, that rate that is ridiculous. Yeah. So I saw that rug video yeah. and I think I had actually seen him in another rug video and, uh, yeah. with something else, but I mean, I'm pretty sure it was the same guy. But yeah, I mean, it's the only rug videos I've ever seen. I was like, damn, that's that's how they make rugs. That's pretty cool. I'm pretty, I'm 99% yeah. certain it's the same dude. He made 
some other art piece. But yeah, it was one of the coolest videos that you had on there. It's cool creating with people. Yeah. You know, we kind of get distracted with how many followers people have. Of course, I would love to have more followers, but I'm so terrible with social media. It's probably not going to happen ever. But uh, it's but to be a charismatic person or you know someone who's still fun to, to collaborate with and creative, you know, that's why I, I have these conversations because I feel like they're so different usually. It's like really good at growing your business account or social media ads or whatever and the TikTok videos and creating all the content or they're just like you know some people are just like really detailed artists but you know you never hear about them because uh yeah i don't know it's just it's very interesting the two completely different aspects of uh personality i feel like for the most part yeah i saw i saw this this comic that said uh as terrible but it's kind of true it's like the commercial artist and he's driving away in a porsche and then the the conceptual artist and he's like sitting in his apartment with with no furniture and it's it's like it stinks but it's true um, right. it's like the people that can monetize their business as well as create things that they enjoy are the ones that are going to succeed um, because people always say it's like 50 percent marketing 50 percent art it's not anymore in my opinion it's 90 percent marketing 10 right. percent or more because it's just same thing as starbucks it's just the name like right oh it's, yeah, a, it's having a, a very recognizable brand uh, image yeah. for the artist but yeah. I, I feel like you have multiple things going the the drop video i mean dude, you use you use so much paint for all your stuff but oh, yeah. uh, it's it's just like it's i want to eat it i don't know you should make a cake or something it's very <laughs> it's very uh just mesmerizing i don't know i appreciate it man yeah, I, love it. I just feel like you'll have, you'll have multiple things yeah man i mean you really hit the point with uh your videos are addictive you definitely have uh you should you could put on a master class with that uh, i i appreciate it i have a class on instagram or on youtube um oh, nice okay which same thing like i, I don't really want to make money off of it but i, I mean it, at one point i did i was like oh i'm gonna monetize this and i'm like i don't really it's all good like i want people to do it um right so but yeah i it's it's been fun and like i I didn't realize how much of a skill it is to know if a video is going to succeed or not, like to, to create a video that's going to do well. And now that I'm here and I see my friends creating content, I'm like, you should do this differently. And then I realized that some of them don't want my help. Right. Um, and that's, that's always interesting whenever you're, you're doing it really well, but they're like, no, nah, man, I'll figure it out. You kind of respect it. But at the same time, you're like, dude, take the advice. Most of the time, I don't even let them have the moment of like telling me no. Because I'm just getting yeah. so excited. I'm like, Let's build a marketing plan. Let's do all this um and i actually got a tattoo as a reminder uh to like kind of take a second and basically it's a it's on my it's on my calf but you can see it upside down it's a cactus and he there's paint there but uh he popped his own balloon and he sat and he just uh, wanted to hold the balloon and, and it's like a reminder of like take a minute even if you like someone if you like the thing they're doing like make sure you're not harming them by by helping that's actually a really powerful picture. I, I suffer from that. I feel like I get too excited uh, on occasion because I'm such an extrovert, but I'm so weird too. But so it's just, yeah, if you find someone you connect with, I don't know. That's that's a really, that's a good, uh, uh, I feel like that. Yeah, I've never seen that before. I should get a tattoo like that. That's, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. That one got me hooked. I've got many, many tattoos now. So I just got a hermit crab, flaming hermit crab right here. Got an eagle. I've got a dragon. So... <laughs> Do you uh, um, just do the bottom half? At this point, I'm scared of doing top half. So yeah, um, okay. yeah. I but um, yeah, man. It's definitely for people that are real extroverted and like just like I want to get up and go kind of stuff. That seems like mm -hmm. both of us. Where it, it's also especially if you've succeeded, like you have with the medical sales and what you're doing now, and with me, like the art stuff. It's like um, when you go to someone who doesn't necessarily have the best self steam and you say like hey i want to help you i want to do all these things i can see how they look at it like like you're talking down to them which i don't see it that way but i right, see and i've like lost friends over it yeah they're like hey i want to start a twitch stream and i'm like here's some things that i've seen have done really well I'm ex i i'd like to help you like let's rock and roll and then they just poof disappear yeah it's just too fast for them or yeah yeah that's a really concise way of putting it it does seem condescending <laughs> and you pick up on those vibes but at the same time you're like how can they not pick up that i'm not trying to be condescending yeah um, well i don't pick up on the vibes i'm very like black and white 
Like, I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. Yeah. No, I'm and, saying, how do they not pick up? Because I don't know. That's I mean, oh, yeah. anytime I'm ever like kind of intense with somebody and it's they go at such a slower pace. And you know, it's just like, I just I'm like overload. I don't, I don't get how that someone can operate so slowly or be so hesitant with things. Or like you say, you want to do something. All right, let's go. Let's do it now. Like, I'm, I can help you too. And I can help you how to you know, find help or whatever. And yeah, it's just intense. And yeah, some people just. They they crumble when you're kind of like, dude, I'm I'm clearly trying to help you, and you're over here yeah. getting it. But it happens. And those emotions. Exactly, and along the same lines, like the thing on the on the flip side, I've realized that going at your own pace is okay. It's like the the thing that clicked for me is, is actually kind of like a this weird moment where uh, I when I'm I'm fairly aggressive driver as a Texan but the one thing that I'm really cautious about especially when I have a um, passenger is when I'm doing an unprotected left turn um, and I'm like there's like a busy highway the other way I no matter what I get there I take a break take a breath and then I look to turn and um, my dad would get really impatient like he could have gone once she could have gone twice she could have gone three times um and then what I'd like panic and go. Um, and then one day I just looked at him. And I said, but I didn't. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. then it all clicked of like, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But it applies so much more broad than that. It's like same thing with the gym in high school. It's like I played basketball and there were kids that could squat 300 pounds and I was doing like one, 145 or something. Um, and I would like compare myself like, oh, I'm not there yet. And it's like, I mean, in, in college, I, I was squatting way above that right and so it's like i just went at my pace and that's okay and some people right. like i the the difference is i think that when you get into the once i get to this point in my life something vague like once i have more money i'll do this or once i blah 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 that's when it's never going to happen but if you say i'm going to try something today even if it's just i i create a bookmark that says how to start a business that's that's my start and then maybe a year from now i touch it again right that's fine. Um, and anything's fine. You can do, you don't have to do anything. Right. But that's where I'm like, you are going in the right direction or the direction yeah. you want. If you but yeah, but going out of pace, going out of pace is exactly, you got to still go out of pace and definitely go at least six months with the thing. Yeah. Just showing up every day helps a ton, but, uh, yeah, everybody has their own gestation period. Um, uh, when they're you know growing and are, are the friends that you're referring to, are they artists or are they just people trying to make stuff online? make content um it's mostly college friends who are um like into like video games i'm a big video game guy and so we okay. hang out all the time but um and it's this all turned around it's turned around they've realized that's not the case but there was like a, a phase where it was more so i think kind of this tinge of jealousy and now it's it gone on back to just being regular cold is bad at video games but uh, where I'd be like, guys, I'm feel really lonely and or whatever, uh, talking about social media stuff. And it's like, oh, Mr. 200,000 followers, you're feeling lonely. And I'm like, that was a cry for help, dude. Like, right, I'm not yeah. good. Um, and people just don't realize. But um, I'm sure there's yeah, so much so pressure to just comments yeah. and everything. I'm like, I'm so happy that I don't have that to deal with, <laughs> especially overnight with how, how it blew up for you. Yeah. And I, I've took it upon myself to respond to every comment, uh, which at the beginning, which now I don't even open nice. the comment section. Um, and I do on Facebook because someone told me that it's good, but now I just got bored. Um, that's the thing. I, I've realized that following trends and doing what other people tell you is right uh, on social media. Oh, you need to post at this time or do this thing. doesn't matter one bit. I go by the notion of good content does well that's right. all that exactly yeah if you create something that that you think is valuable yeah post it. who cares yeah if and it, i think that 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 kind of goes for like you know if you're southwest and you're trying to you're the marketing intern or whatever maybe those make sense like all right post it on tuesdays that's when people are bored they might click the ad but if you're just creating really cool like you are the product or you're like you know more or less and what people want to watch your videos of like you making cool stuff yeah, those people are on it 24-7 watching cool stuff. Just yeah. got to produce more content. It You're definitely cool. right. But even with, with Southwest Marketing, I think that with marketing, if you're doing a newsletter, yes, there are right times. But I think anything TikTok short-form content related, the, the more it. the merrier. Yeah. Just 
I always use the notion, maybe we'll step away from corporate here, but um, is good enough is the kind of thing I say. I, I, I did a three hour talk recently on social media. So let's maybe we don't go through down that rabbit hole for three hours. But right. um, basically with the good enough, it's like once you get a video to where it's somewhat edited and you're like, oh, this is pretty solid, like good enough. That's when you should post it. When you get really nitpicky. People can tell. I don't know what it is, but if I make a make a video just to make a video and not because I'm excited to to paint, people can tell. Even if it's the exact same thing, I it's crazy. Um, the other interesting thing with social media, at least for mine, is that it comes in waves. Um, so basically, what what'll happen is I'll get a month where I just can't miss. Every video is going crazy. Like in one month where it was like. Uh, half a billion views in a month and then the next month that yeah is insane my biggest month ever i popped to a million followers from that um but um yeah and then the next month i I don't even have tiktok so i mean that's just uh that's a whole because i know it's so addicting that's that's a whole it's so addictive dude i'm on it 24 7 and in meetings like brand deals like i was i was so bad i was on a meeting with microsoft and my manager was talking to the microsoft guys for a brand deal and I have my my phone where you can't see it with the camera, just boringly browsing. Like you can probably see my thumb going like this, uh-huh, yeah. uh, shining on your yeah, face. but yeah, um, but yeah. So with with social media, like it comes in waves for me. So I'll just n- no misses, and then the next month it'll be like, which is I hate to say, it, but low for me, maybe ten million views for the month, um, which is hilarious to say that's the case, but it, that's considered low. Um, and then I'll, and i need lots of rest i'm definitely very extroverted but i need like time to just play video right. games for yeah. three days straight without speaking to someone and being like a creature right. um, and so in that break month i can just take a breath i can finish some commissions because most of the time with those big views i get big sales right um, and then from there i can just um take a break get those sales out and go from there yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, everything I think in life has its ebbs and flows. And yeah, it's a good good moment. At least you're seeing the the benefits with mental health or whatever. That's a good problem to have, I guess. You know, you're having months where like you don't have to be on online too much. And instead, you get to do more of like the core of it all. Play video games yeah. and make some paintings and kind of relax. Exactly. And I have, it's interesting how it also lines up. I have uh, bipolar two, which is like the, the less wild one. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's like these really strong kind of ebbs and flows about the same like monthly way of like ups and downs. And it's crazy how it kind of coincides. Like I'll, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to feel a little bit manic now. And then that's when things start to take off. And I'm spending 23 hours a day talking about commissions and stuff. Um and then it flips back and it's and then kind of depressive. And that's when I just want to sit in this chair and just play video games all day with my, my controller. I, I wonder if that's uh, I, I was a science major. So I, I, I wonder things like that, if if at some some point that was the benefit, like it wasn't weird. You kind of have moments of high creativity and other moments where you got to like kind of recoup and regather yourself. And it sounds like it's kind of a productive ebb and, you know, on and off. I don't know if it's yeah. fun to go through. I've never gone through that. Yeah, it's it's strange. Um, and I got diagnosed after I started. And so it was like, whoa, that's why. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a it put it all into overdrive, but yeah. um it was it was really interesting to look back in my life and be like, Oh, yeah, that rash decision to buy a razor scooter when I had zero dollars, that was because I was really hypomanic. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but that's the other thing is with the, the, the up is you get super creative, you get super charismatic, you get a little irritable, um, don't really sleep much, super energetic. Um, and so you kind of feel, you get this like God complex sometimes and it's like, um, and then you go into depressive and it's kind of the opposite. So it's really interesting. And sometimes you're in the middle. Um, right. But yeah, so it's, I think, the ebbs and flows for me, not some people don't have that, but I think it's because when I'm like on a, on a high, that's when people can tell that I'm being genuine, excited. And when I'm on a low, it's like, oh, it seems like he doesn't want to be there. When I do, it's just chemically can't. Right. It's a little tough. Yeah. That's tough to go through. 
Yeah, I mean, I've gotten used to it. So, yeah. Uh, so, any any questions that I haven't asked that you kind of want to mention before we wrap this up, or any you know, advice uh, that's more structured about you know con- like content creation or growing on social media, or any other advice that you'd have for from your experiences? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I struggle with for a long time. And this is something I, I wanted to cover, and so I appreciate you opening the floor. Is with art pricing and confidence. Is a lot of artists when they're starting, including me, especially with my process being so quickly and completely posting online, is you get into this mentality of like, oh, my art is not worth this, even if it's five dollars. Like, oh, mm-hmm. why would someone buy this? This is five dollars when it's probably amazing. But the ones, the best art is five dollars. The people that. I hate to say it, but just don't value themselves for their, the art that they have because they just don't realize it, how talented mm-hmm. they are. And so I have a couple of friends who have actually, I'm really proud that they've gotten pretty successful. Um, and I told them the best thing you can do is before you even start, come up with a price. You can, there's all sorts of calculations online of how you can justify it, or you can just poof, $4,000. It doesn't matter. But when you go, when you have a an art sale, whatever, um and someone comes up and like oh my so it's four thousand dollars for this piece right maybe they're not shocked maybe they are you go to them and you're like yep four grand and you don't say a word you talk about why you made it but you do not say a thing about how you made it about how hard it was how much it cost because no one cares they care about what they're looking at they care about i mean they do care how you sell it yeah who who you are because what's what's better if i'm like yeah, so this piece that I created, I'm really proud of it. Um, I, I this is the exploration of whatever, um, and it's four thousand dollars. Or, yeah, so this piece I, I worked hard on. Um, it took me about twenty hours. It's it's four grand. But if you're really interested, I, I can give you a discount because I really want to get into a good home. Um, right. But yeah, maybe exactly. even a little bit more. Like you just there's no one's talked yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, that's what I've realized. And it's, it's scary the first couple of times you do that. And that's why you have the the other big thing is the low, medium, high with pricing. You have a low item, which is typically like stickers or something like that. You have a medium, which is typically prints or maybe small pieces. And then you have the high price point. So if someone says, Oh my God, your piece is $85,000. Not really, but, um, it's like that insane price. I can't afford that. Okay. Here's something for $80. Here's something for $8. And so instead of giving discounts, which I think devalues your art as a whole, um, you give them a cheaper option Uh, because everyone can enjoy it. uh, Even if they just want to look at it, that's okay too. Um, Right. But yeah, I think that's, that's the biggest thing I've learned to succeed in this. Yeah. I was going to ask how your prints came into your business and you just answered it. Yeah. um, I mean, I don't, I don't do a lot of prints. The thing I do is the medium is I've had so much fun with this uh, is the uh, mystery canvas experiment, which I think could have a better name, but that's the name for right now. Uh, Actually, some of the boxes back here for it. Basically, what you do is you go to my website and you can buy a piece and all you buy is the plot of canvas. So if you buy the nine by 12 inch, all you know is that you're getting a, a rectangle that's nine by 12, that's on high quality wood, something that Cole is proud of. That's it. Um, and it's so much fun because I can just play and it's at a greatly discount. I think it's like 60% off, but it's whatever I want. Right. So you take a gamble. Um, and I always put out stuff I'm proud of, but I have my, I think it's 30 by 40 is the biggest 24 by 36. And then there's two smaller ones and I have them all pre-packaged and I scramble them up. And when somebody buys one, I just print out a label, slap it on and send it to them. That's so Um, brilliant. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so much fun because I can use those high manic times to really make a ton of art and then just package it all up and I'm like, see what you get. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. I've been, that's what I originally thought with the fine art rentals that there'd be an artist like you. It's like, yeah, I'll make a bunch of, you know, kind of smaller pieces. I mean, who knows how big and I'll just make 50 of them and I'll rent each of them out for like 50 bucks a month or whatever, six months, and then ha- hire someone or just come by and pick them up from like an office or somewhere that I just, I pitch it to people that come by, they don't want to buy a painting or whatever. Like, Hey, you can use a subscription come by my studio and switch it out or something like that, where you're just, you own your own assets. 
it's completely random for them and it's fun it, it's enjoyable they get a new piece all the time yeah it's you've turned um it's a SaaS model but it's an ass model now Art. Yeah, exactly yeah exactly <laughs> I, I was trying to trying to use that but i was like i don't know yeah i should just say we're uh, an ass company yeah, uh, that's actually really funny. I don't know if you can swear on the the podcast. Apologies, you can bleep yeah, it out. Yeah, but, to the two year olds listen. Now everybody that listens is uh, probably sixty or something. Okay, well, um, yeah, dude, I think it's a really good model, and I'm I'm happy to jump in there if you need me. Oh, great! Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking to get expand into Dallas. Um, just and I say expand. Just I know I have I know someone who's a a boot like a florist. Um, yeah, and it's cool because it's only. He's the only florist I know to be straight up. And then he's uh it's a guy. So his his style is just like it's very masculine, but beautiful. And it's 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 absolutely incredible. Uh some what's of the coolest name? like flower guy florist. You do? Yeah, what's his name? Um his name is Patricio. Okay. I, I have a friend named Kelby who's a male florist in Dallas. So I was okay. curious. <laughs> now they're competing, yeah. So he said yeah. that he 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 reaches out to a lot of design firms, and so he works with artists and like design firms. So, um, so I don't know. We we're trying to figure out a way that if he can get me into a couple businesses in Dallas or mention it to the designers. Uh, but I just need to call into call because I feel like Dallas is going to have just as much art as Houston, and uh, it'd be kind of a nicer place to kind of do this in some regards. So. Yeah, it's it's real. Like if you get in, you get in, right? You get that foot in the door, and you'll make the sales to everybody. Especially if you do yeah. a good job. Fingers crossed, because I've talked to a couple law firms, and the thing with the law firm is there's a silhouette and corporate that's in charge or whatever, and so you got to figure out who this person is. But if I can, I'm yeah, open, if I find yeah. one of those people, then I get the office in Houston, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio. So hopefully that's what happens. I feel like if if I do sales well enough, obviously then there's I'm going to need more uh art then i'll have walls for you know yeah i don't have too many walls whatever so yeah but it's you got to find the decision maker i'm sure you know about that yeah i have a sales background too so we could talk about that all day yeah it's Uh, been fun it's been a fun challenge because like you call into law firms and it's a whole different pitch than if you call into like a venture capital firm or accounting firm it's just it's a whole different vibe with their business so it's been fun we can make you look expensive (laughs) yeah exactly that's what I thought people would be going for, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, dude, appreciate you having me on. It was really it was so Thanks much for hopping on to share. Good, good call. Yeah, absolutely. So if people want to follow you some more, uh, learn more about you, uh, potentially buy a piece, where can they find you? Um, so on all platforms, I am at Cole's Color. That's that's me, Cole Newman, Cole's Color. Okay. And um, that's for Instagram and for TikTok. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, the whole, every platform, Twitter, Twitter. (laughs) Awesome. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking time to chat with us. Sounds good, man. You have a great afternoon. You too. See you later, man.